Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the breaking news on two coronavirus vaccines. The new warning from the FDA. Johnson & Johnson shot could lead to a rare syndrome. As Pfizer tells the government, Americans may need a third dose of its vaccine. With new infections of the Delta variant surging, a new alert about the J&J vaccine after 100 people develop a disorder that attacks the nervous system. Why the government says the benefits of the vaccine still far outweigh that risk. And booster confusion. Pfizer meets with the FDA. Will you need another shot? Wildfire emergency. Dangerous infernos race across California and Oregon, engulfing homes and torching cars. One blaze now three times the size of San Francisco. Another destroying power lines, the record-breaking highs out west. Texas two-step. Democratic lawmakers flee the Lone Star State, their last-ditch attempt to stop new voting restrictions. And where they are tonight. In the streets, Cubans fed up with the communist government stage nationwide protests. Frustration boiling over as coronavirus sweeps across the island. Edge of space, the billionaires race to the stars. How Richard Branson's big bet could one day lead to rocket rides for everyday Americans. Unexpected guest, how a British paratrooper fell 15,000 feet into a California kitchen with his parachute still attached. And meet the painter, whose superpower is kindness, how he's transforming lives with drips of paint and drops of joy. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Monday night. We are going to begin with breaking news involving two coronavirus vaccines, just as the Delta variant of the virus is rapidly spreading among people who haven't been vaccinated. Now, as we come on the air, the FDA has issued a new warning label for Johnson & Johnson's single-dose shot, an unusual move that comes after the agency linked the vaccine to a rare syndrome affecting the nervous system. Now, the disorder, called the Guillain-Barre, can start with tingling sensations in the arms and legs and in some cases lead to paralysis. Still, scientists say there are only a few cases connected to the vaccine and that the J&J shot is safe and effective. Now, the new warning is being added just as COVID infections are spiking, up by 30% nationwide in just a week. Experts warn this summer surge is being fueled by the highly contagious Delta variant, calling it the most dangerous and contagious strain of the virus so far. Now, the spread of the variant is one reason Pfizer says it now wants approval to give booster shots of its two-dose vaccine after some studies showed immunity began to fade after about six months. CBS's Nikki Batiste is going to lead off our coverage tonight from New York City. Good evening. Nikki. Nora, good evening. It's younger adults with COVID who are filling up hospital beds at a staggering pace. Only half of those ages, 18 to 24, have received one dose. And now those new warnings tonight about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The FDA tonight is adding a new warning to Johnson & Johnson's one-dose COVID vaccine after about 100 people who got the shot developed a rare but serious autoimmune disorder that attacks the nerves called Guillain-Barre. The CDC says the cases have mostly been seen in men 50 and over about two weeks after receiving the shot. So far, there have been nearly 13 million J&J doses administered nationwide. Given that, health officials say the benefits of the vaccine far outweigh the small risk. We've seen this with um, uh, one of the influenza vaccines a couple a couple of decades ago. Um, the good news is it looks like it's extremely rare. This comes as Pfizer met this afternoon with top White House officials to discuss possibly offering a third shot of its vaccine to some high-risk Americans who have already been immunized. The company says its internal data shows antibody levels jump five to tenfold after that booster. For now, the government says booster shots are not necessary. There is a recommendation on providing boosters. It's going to be for a select portion of the population, perhaps people who are older, who are more than seven or eight months from completing their original vaccination. It's not going to be a general recommendation for the entire public. Meanwhile, the highly contagious Delta variant continues to spread amid warnings that parts of the U.S. could soon become breeding grounds for other new and more dangerous variants that could evade vaccines. If the Delta variant is allowed to accelerate, sure, I think we could see additional variants uh, emerge. Since just last week, average daily cases in the U.S. are up 30 percent, more than a third of them in five hotspots. And health experts are blaming the unvaccinated for the spike. It sounds like essentially we're going backwards. Is that the case? We, we are. We had this beat. And I said, if we can fully vaccinate the American people, we can resume uh, pre-pandemic life. And now we've squandered that opportunity partially, at least in parts of the countries. In a statement, J&J says it's in discussions with the FDA and other regulators. The company adds that cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome are rare, but the J&J supports raising awareness about all possible side effects. Nora? Nikki Batiste, thank you. 
And we're going to turn now to the dangerous heat and deadly wildfires in the West. At least a half a dozen states are under excessive heat alerts, and more than 300,000 acres in the West are burning. One fire is threatening to take down a major power grid that connects California and Oregon. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. In California, the horrific sound of a firestorm and the gut-wrenching sight of homes consumed by flames from a massive fire north of Lake Tahoe. And this, a fire tornado fueled by intense heat and powerful winds. It sparks memories of 2020, the worst year ever for California wildfires. This year, twice as many acres have already burned. The largest so far is this fire in Northern California, three times the size of San Francisco. Erratic winds proving dangerous for firefighters. In Oregon, the nation's biggest fire is continuing to grow exponentially. We are seeing, you know, doubling in size of the fire every 24 hours. And that wildfire near the state's southern border has affected power lines, now threatening the electric grid in parts of Oregon and California. Making conditions worse, unrelenting heat, weeks of record-breaking temperatures throughout the West. Las Vegas tying its all-time record of 117 degrees. The hottest it's ever been in Grand Junction, Colorado, 107. And Death Valley, 130, just four degrees shy of the hottest ever recorded on Earth. And new concerns tonight about a wildfire near Yosemite National Park. Ashes were falling just everywhere. We had a beautiful house, might be all gone, and what do you do? You start over, so we don't know. These, simply put, are the worst possible conditions for firefighters. Temperatures are well above 100 degrees, there's no rain, and tonight, hundreds of residents are in the same position as the Gordons. They just don't know if their homes have burned to the ground. Nora. Oh my goodness, Lilia Luciano, thank you. Well, tonight, the fight over voting rights in Texas has reached a new level of hostility. Democratic lawmakers bolted the state capitol this afternoon to prevent passage of a new election law. And they say they're prepared to stay away for weeks. CBS's Maria Vireal reports tonight from Austin. Tonight, Texas Democrats on the run. Where are you? (laughs) I'm at the airport. Jasmine Crockett is one of nearly 60 lawmakers who fled the Lone Star State for Washington, D.C., grinding the Texas legislature to a halt and preventing Republicans from taking action on a controversial voting rights bill. Had they stayed in state, Texas Rangers could have rounded them up and returned them to the Capitol. He kept saying, if we have to pull the trigger, we'll pull the trigger. We heard rumblings that they actually were planning to lock the chamber. They were going to hold us in there until those bills got passed. The Texas bill would mandate new ID requirements for voting by mail and ban drive through voting sites and 24-hour voting. 16 other states have enacted similar legislation. Houston Representative Garnett Coleman is also skipping town in protest. We do drive-by for alcohol, so you can't do drive curbside voting. I mean, you know, where are our priorities? Over the weekend in Austin, hundreds gave public testimony in marathon all-night hearings with critics calling the GOP-backed bills an attack on minority voting rights. But Republican State Senator Brian Hughes, who wrote the bill, called it common-sense reform. After this bill, Texas will have even more, more hours and more days across the state for in-person early voting. 
Republican Governor Greg Abbott calls this partisan politics and says by Democrats leaving, they have prevented important legislation from getting passed in the state. But people who have left tell me they plan to stay out of state for at least 30 days until the special session is over to make sure this voting rights bill doesn't get passed into law here in Texas. Nora. Maria Vidal, thank you. And tonight, President Biden says the U.S. stands with the Cuban people after the largest and most violent protests in decades against that country's communist regime. And they're the first since the Castro brothers relinquished power. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is monitoring the unrest from Miami. The protests are as remarkable as the outward displays of anger towards the government. Flipping over a police car here, the regime's response was swift. Violent confrontations with police were posted online until the government cut the Internet off. Thousands in Miami have joined in solidarity. President Joe Biden weighed in today. Cuban people demanding their freedom from an authoritarian regime. And I don't think we've seen anything like this protest. Uh, in a long, long time. Cuban President Miguel Díaz-Canel blamed the protest on a U.S.-backed social media campaign. Manipulating the emotions and feelings of people, he said. He blames the economic downturn here on the U.S. embargo. But for many, the tipping points after six decades of communist rule are shortages of food and medicine exacerbated by the pandemic. What is life like for the average Cuban right now? Very difficult and it's become increasingly difficult. People have very a difficult time finding food, finding medicine, uh, fuel, just the basic necessities. Jorge Duani is director of the Cuban Research Institute and says this puts pressure on the Biden administration to formalize its Cuba policy and navigate helping the Cuban people without enriching their government. Their basic message has been that they're reviewing the policy uh, and that they will place human rights and democracy uh, right at center as well as it. But beyond those general comments, uh, we don't know exactly what the Biden administration will do. Tonight, the show of support continues here in Miami's Little Havana neighborhood. Because the Internet is out in Cuba and numbers are hard to come by, it is unclear exactly how many people there have been arrested for the protests, but there are reports a priest was among them. Nora? Manuel Bajorquez, thank you. And tonight, the death toll from that condo building collapse in Surfside, Florida, has climbed to 94. More than 20 people are still unaccounted for. Concrete samples were taken from the building today as the investigation continues. A search and rescue team from Israel received a hero send-off before heading home. And turning now to Haiti, where the investigation to the president's assassination is turning up more bizarre details every day. The focus has now shifted to a man with ties to the U.S. and a questionable background. CBS's Mola Lenghi reports tonight from the Haitian capital, Port-au-Prince. Tonight, new details about one of the alleged masterminds behind the brazen assassination of President Maurice. Authorities say 63-year-old Christian Emmanuel Sanon, a Haitian based in Florida, played a key role in the scheme and planned to assume the presidency himself. A raid on his home revealed 20 boxes of bullets, a list of the hit squad members, and a DEA hat, according to police. The attackers claimed to be DEA agents when entering the president's compound last Wednesday. Sanon has spoken out against Haiti's leaders in the past. Where is the leadership of Haiti? But exactly how this doctor and pastor, who once filed for bankruptcy, became the central figure in the plot remains unclear. 
Sanon is alleged to have hired the 26 Colombians involved in the attack through CTU Security, a Florida-based security firm run by a Venezuelan. Most of the Colombians alleged to have been involved have been arrested, as have two Haitian Americans who claim they were hired as translators. But just how the assassins breached three security checkpoints is still unknown, and none of the president's guards were wounded in the violent attack, raising the possibility the attackers had inside help. Meanwhile, Haiti is on edge. Today, Haitians chanting Joe Biden gathered outside the U.S. Embassy, clamoring to leave the country. Security's bad. It's very you don't bad. feel safe. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason. The president has a lot of security. They were killed. They were killed. So if they can kill the president, then yeah. of course yeah. they can kill anybody else, you're saying. Exactly. That's the reason we want to, to, to leave Haiti. Where do you want to go? USA. At USA. Well, U.S. uh, US officials, including the FBI, met with Haitian authorities Sunday to discuss the investigation. Meanwhile, today, the White House did not rule out sending U.S. troops here if the situation on the ground deteriorates any further, Nora. Molalengi, thank you. And tonight, it is a new era in space travel. The historic Virgin Galactic flight was picture perfect, but it's also left people wondering, well, will they get a a chance to fly to space? CBS's Mark Strassman was there for the flight. Giddy at the edge of space. This is unbelievable. This is too unbelievable. This moment, more than 53 miles above Earth, cost Richard Branson a fortune. He can afford it. Branson's billions launched Virgin Galactic, the company selling the same thrill ride to any wannabe astronaut with a bank account that glitters. Yeah, I'm still floating. So of all your trophies in life, where does that astronaut pin rank? I would say it's um, the, the most important trophy. In eight days, billionaire Jeff Bezos will launch with his own space company, Blue Origin. That flight still needs FAA approval. Elon Musk, the founder of SpaceX, may also go up one day. He bought a ticket for a future Virgin Galactic flight. I want an honest answer. Was it important to be first? Honestly, no. Come on, uh, not at all? Honestly, no. We need many, 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 many spaceships so many, many people can enjoy this. And, And between us both, I'm sure we'll achieve that. For now, space tourism is wildly expensive. About 600 people have prepaid tickets with Virgin Galactic at $250,000 per seat. That cost will likely go up before it comes down. These space barons promise it will one day, as expanding fleets and regular flights help economies of scale. The market is gigantic, but we will be able to bring the price down. It'll take a few years, and the wealthy will pay the bills and enable us to do that. 165 miles southeast of here in a straight line is a massive ranch that Jeff Bezos owns in West Texas. And from there, next week, he'll launch on a, on a Blue Origin rocket, the next milestone in space tourism. Nora? Out of this world, Mark Strassman, thank you. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 
Police in London are investigating racist comments on social media. They followed England's loss in the European Championship on Sunday, falling to Italy in a shootout. While three black players missed shots and were targeted online, Twitter removed more than a thousand tweets and suspended multiple accounts. Now, this remarkable story, a British paratrooper was taking part in training exercises in California and crashed into a home near San Luis Obispo. He jumped from a plane at 15,000 feet, but his parachute only partially opened. He escaped with minor injuries. Do you want to know how to make a child's eyes light up? Well, CBS's Jamie Ucas met an artist in Southern California who has just the right formula. Oil and water may not mix, but paint and water do. It's called hydro-dipping, and Ricardo Murrow is an artist. Hydro-dipping is a water transfer print, so basically painting in water. After creating Halloween masks for his own kids, he was inspired to help others. I was thinking, like, well, if this brought happiness to a kid wearing a mask, imagine a kid with a prosthetic. The first was four years ago. It literally made him, like, run across the room like he was a superhero. And uh, he was smiling and he was so happy. And so it was something that I felt changed his life. Since then, Murrow has brought joy to many kids. And he does it all for free. 13-year-old Abraham Cisneros lost both legs last year after an infection. A double gift from Murrow came with a revelation. I like wearing shorts, better pants. I think he likes to show them off because of the prints. He feels more like, hey, look at my prosthetics, you know, they're superheroes. You're doing so good. You must put a lot of love into those pieces. Definitely. I want to give chances to kids to let them see that there is still good in this world. Hey, Rick. What's up, buddy? I like my legs. I'm happy, man. Changing the life of a child, a superpower indeed. Jamie Yukas, CBS News, Los Angeles. Everyone needs a vacation, but with gas prices sky high and hotels full, can you even book one? But you need to know tomorrow. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.